On July 12th, 2021, an awakening happened. I wasn't looking for one. Or was I? Man, brain cancer. It's weird. Spark your awakening. Ponder your dreams and rewrite your story. It's time to wonder more with your host, Jason Tharp. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever Wonder More podcast. My name is Jason Tharp. I am an author and illustrator and storyteller. The easiest way I describe my job to kids all across the country and adults is I get paid to do whatever I want. Pretty amazing job, but the journey to get there, it had a lot of bumps and a lot of bruises and all that stuff like that. This podcast, to give you a quick outline, um, this is the first ever, my first time doing it. So please be patient with me as I learn the process of this whole thing. But it is going to be a, a lot of conversational pieces, storytelling, which is exactly what I am as a storyteller. Uh, I've been most of my life. And I'm going to be discussing with you things that I've uncovered on my journey of trying to figure out who I am, what impact I want to have, and how to live life in the present moment the best I can that in hopes that the impact I could leave in these few moments with you will have some sort of impact that you can carry on throughout your life and ultimately get you to just wonder more. So that's the name. Like, as in, I wonder what would happen if I would put my phone down right now and just focus on this moment. What would happen if I breathe? Just little reminders throughout the day. That's what I hope that you get from this podcast. So I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for giving this a shot and listen. If you're new, fantastic. Share it. If you've shared it, thank you so much. Um, however you got here, thank you for being here. Let's jump right in. I think probably the easiest way to start the first one is to kind of give you an overview of who I am and where I've gotten like all of this to this point, I guess, really. You know, uh, as I as I speak to people across the country, I try to remind everybody about a time when there was no such thing as, you know, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, YouTube, all of those things. When I tell kids this, it blows their minds. Adults, you know, it depends. Sometimes the crowd understands. Sometimes it, it's, you know, I get the nods. I see them all the time. But Saturday mornings were the only times to watch cartoons. Um, and as a kid... Uh, I dreamed of becoming a storyteller, and it started for me with uh, Tex Avery cartoons, which is Hannah and, and like, Tom and Jerry was uh, Tex Avery, Hanna Barbera, so the Flintstones, Woody Woodpecker, Tex Avery, um, those old cartoons. I just I, I love them so much, and uh, storytelling started with Sid Hoff books. Uh, I, I felt like I saw myself in those, and they became kind of like quasi best friends without them ever knowing I existed and it was pretty amazing. But anyway, where I was about six or seven, there was this amazing machine called a VCR and my parents had one. And for those of you who don't know what a VCR is, it kind of looks like a cable box or a, a dish box that you have now that you plug into the, like uh, put another box. It's a little plastic box it has a tape and there's about two, three hours that you could record on it. Um, what made that VCR was amazing was that it had a timer because the problem with the cartoons that I loved is they came on really early in the morning and I wanted to sleep in. So I would set the timer to record the cartoons. I would watch them. And then when my favorite characters would come on the screen, I'd pause the screen and I would trace the characters off. I basically created a light table. 
And I was just like, I just remember as a kid thinking it was so cool that the TV made those pictures and I could not figure out how it happened. So they kind of became my art lessons. They, they taught me how to draw. Um, and then, you know, I, I was a weird kid. It was, I was a kid that felt like I didn't fit in. And I just remember just wanting to tell stories all the time. And it was during one of those moments of this art lesson when I was drawing something. And chances are it was probably the Flintstones. It was my favorite things to learn to draw back then. Uh, my parents said something to me that I am positive as a parent now. They probably said just to get me to chill out, uh, which was, you know, people get paid to make those cartoons. And that's all it took. I mean, for me, I was hooked from that second. It was this idea that, wait a minute, I could make up these things and people could pay me to do this? Now, growing up as a weird kid in a small town where there weren't other cartoon makers or anybody else that I could relate to just kind of settled in that idea of feeling weird and different to begin with. I didn't... I didn't feel comfortable. And so early on, I would say a lot of really crappy stuff to myself. And the catch was this. This was the hardest part of it all is I wanted to be liked. That, that, was, that was the catch is I wanted to be liked. But I could never figure out how to like myself. And while that seems like a statement that it's a no-duh, but for me, it was, it was a much deeper thing. And so I spent most of my childhood, you know, if you would ask, you know, fourth grade me, fifth grade me, I, I would tell you that I was going to be a professional baseball player and I was going to make cartoons. And that was it. That was all I cared about. That's all I wanted to do. And I just remember getting lost in stories. And I was the kid that excelled at show and tell. I would stand up in the middle of class because I have an idea in my head. And I had to tell you right now. And I, I was really good at show and tell. Like, I, I'm talking like A plus level like make up the craziest things. And I remember those feelings of standing in front of a class because I got them because I had them for that moment where they didn't judge me based off of what they had said about me before they were hooked on my story. And I, for whatever reason, it, it just resonated with me as a, as a kid. So after uh, high school, I, I graduated baseball stopped. I went to art school, art school um, was great, but the, catch was is that because I never really learned how to like myself too much and I had this kind of like in the back of my head this this storm a Bruin kind of thing um I fed my my feelings with food and I ended up uh, I graduated high school I weighed about 175 pounds two years later I was like 400 pounds and I never really you know uh, connected the dots between how I treated myself and food um at that time but then I just remember one day my wife dried my pants and, you know, as cotton tightens, I couldn't button them and I couldn't leave. So she had to take me to the store to buy sweatpants. And that's where I decided that I needed to take that back. Little did I know then that that was the first rock bottom experience. So I took control of my health by just started working out, got rid of all the junk food. I replaced it with back then the big trend was fat free, which nobody told me at the time was uh, take out the fat, put it in the sugar. 
um, which is a whole nother thing we could talk about later. But I did get control of my my diet and everything. I lost like 180 pounds and I've kept it off since. You know, that that was amazing. And, you know, yay me. I was really excited about that. After art school, I went to into corporate America where I got to do some really cool projects and all that stuff like that, work with some really great people. But it, it was also there where I learned what I never wanted to do in life. And um, that was where I decided that I would leave and go out on my own uh, and try to create something. And this began the failing process of learning what uh, what role failure plays in your life. And I did that a lot. And then one day, um, you know, and again, I guess I should pause for a second, let you know, these are just like a 10,000 view of my story to kind of give you an idea of what we're going to dig through because there's a lot that we're going to dig through um so if i'm going fast don't worry we're going to go back into all of these so one day i was on the edge of bankrupt trying to figure out why i just kept failing all the time and the bank calls and tells me that we're going to foreclose on your house and yeah that's pretty crazy especially when you're a responsible quote-unquote responsible adult with kids in a house and everything's about to get upended what do you do? And I, I didn't really know what to do other than I had a crippling fear of working for somebody else. So that's where I decided that it was time to start writing stories. It was time to start maybe pretending to be that kid again. And it, it really came at a time where uh, I remember it was probably like two, Thirty-three in the morning. I was on like uh, back then. I don't even know if it exists anymore because it was all, literally the last time I looked at this. But it was like Monster.com, which was a, I think it was a job search place. But I remember vividly being on that site and having a discussion with myself and and crying and snot and tears and all this stuff. And I just I asked myself like, what are you doing? Like, why are you looking at this? And I don't know what it was, and it, but it came in a form of a question that said, you know, I wonder what would happen if you all of a sudden pretended you were six again. And I know that sounds crazy, but for whatever reason, I found comfort in that question. And I remember closing the site and then going to bed and waking up with that idea of like, how, how can I fix this? Can I, as an adult that, you know, is responsible now, start to say no to everything an adult is supposed to say yes to and yes to everything a six-year-old. And could I really go after that dream that I wanted to chase? So that's what I did. Um, I started writing. And luckily for me, some publishers liked the stuff that I was writing. Now, the catch was is I was really good at drawing at that time. So uh, confidence in writing was not high, but confidence in what I could create was very high. So I used my strengths to make up for my weaknesses. You know, again, another topic that we will get back into. So, you know, things were going great as far as as far as like, you know, writing stories, Um Things started working together. All those, all those awesome things. You know, I started speaking to kids and adults and and about chasing dreams and all that stuff like that. And it was really, really cool. But at the same time, in the back of my head, uh, as I would have these prolific moments, I was not enjoying myself. Uh, not like I don't mean in the sense of not having fun. I mean in the sense of like I hated myself. And when you are doing something that seems profound to others and you hate yourself 
you feel like you're a fake. And that just adds more on top of it. At least it does did for me in my experience. And I just was I just remember always being in a constant state of hyper stress and not living my life, participating in it, but not really. I, I, and if you've ever been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it was just like years of stress and always living in fight or flight, like, you know, and and self-sabotage and hating myself and all of these things. But then one day the universe, my body or something decided to make me face for once me and uh, I had a seizure and that seizure led to the discovery of a brain tumor, which, yeah, kind of sucks. And what's odd about that was how much of an awakening began from that, that I wasn't prepared for, uh, wasn't expecting, but at the same time, it felt so completely natural. Like, this is what all of this stuff was for. Yeah, it was, it was just, it was just crazy. And what I realized the whole time is that this person that I was avoiding or this thing I was avoiding uh, facing that had always kind of been in the back of my head was me. Like I had to turn the mirror on myself and ask myself, like, what was it about me that I did not like? And you have to understand, for so long, hating myself had been my path. This is what I knew. I knew how to hate myself. But the question became of now I've found this path of I want to love myself and just like any new path that I'm gonna that you're gonna go down it's covered with like sticks and all kinds of crap that you got to figure out how to clear out of the way before the path even begins to look kind of clear and then what you realize is as that path clears just more stuff keeps showing up on that path and so I found this new path and I like to call it that I found love and love became my new path and how I can do that. So I, I began by just starting to introduce myself to myself. Like I started to learn how to love who I was. Like I started to learn how to forgive myself for stuff that I thought I knew at the time, but I didn't. And that was a big one for me to swallow was like, you know, I, I've, I carried years of feeling all of this hatred that it's like I didn't forget about it like I had, I have like a creative mind so my my mind is is movies and pictures and stories and all of this stuff but I hang on to it for so long and I replay it and I don't play it through the lens of what it meant to me in terms of what that person said didn't have anything to do with me. I turned everything that those people said on me. Like, like this is like their problems are actually my problems. And I did that with everything for so long. And man, that is a, uh, that is a bad, bad idea. And so as I started to kind of discover these things, I realized in a lot of ways, this new brain buddy that I found, it brought purpose and clarity and that's the craziest thing that you never expect from hearing that you have cancer. And as I like to tell people now, I, I wish that I could sprinkle what it feels like on you to have clarity and purpose 
But the truth is, is that you're going to have to go through your own version of what that is for you, not what it is for me. But I can share my story. So when that does happen, maybe you're prepared. Maybe just little nuggets get dropped in throughout this whole stuff. And so what I've realized now that I've, you know, I'm well past, you know, a year now and in reflection and, and I felt this, like, you know, this pool of wanting to share my story, but there's this other side of it that this huge fear as well, because I don't want to become cancer guy, right? I don't want to become the guy that like, oh yeah, that dude, he's the brain cancer guy. Like, I don't want that. You know, for me, all that is, is a, it's a subtitle. It's a, it's a blip on the radar of my life, but it's brought so much. And in that bringing of that stuff, the, the pool has kept coming back of share your story. When I mean pool, it means some sort of force is, I feel like it keeps directing me back to it. Stuff keeps showing up that I can't explain. People keep showing up that I can't explain that are reminding me of why I should do this. So this is me leaning into that um, because I do want to have an impact. I want to help others wake up. If you look at any of my books, you're going to find that all of my books are even prior to this whole thing, have all been addressing this idea of feeling different, about feeling like you're still part of something and all of that stuff like that. Um, and I think that that has been what I've wanted to always do, but I just didn't know how to do it because I didn't believe in myself. And so there's lots of questions that, uh, you know, I'll be asking. Like I, Again, like I feel like this podcast is going to be spent with lots of, it'll seem very conversational with myself. Again, I'm not a trained professional and it comes to this sort of thing, but uh, I, I hope that this makes sense and that little parts resonate with you. But, you know, like one big thing that, you know, I just want to remind all of you about is that, you know, don't wait to be told you're dying before you start living. I think we spend so much time waiting to live our life or get permission to live your life because you think you're not allowed to live it or you think because you did x and y and z or whatever that you're a bad person and you don't deserve whatever that thing could be and those are all lies your brain will tell you anything to keep you exactly where you are but if you take a moment and you i don't know listen to yourself ask better questions, pause, and really, really hear yourself, you're going to find that the answer you've been looking for all along is just kind of chilling in the corner. Amongst all of that fear and all of that doubt, I promise you, in the corner, there is love sitting there waiting for you to see it. And what you're going to find is that the whole time it's always been there. And besides, from the second you were born, you were already dying. So you might as well start living. That's kind of who I am. That's my story in a very, very wrapped up, super high view of it. We're going to dive into so much stuff with this. I have lots of things to unpack with you in hopes that it'll help impact you. 
Um, and I will be uh, leaving each one of these podcasts off with what I like to call a power-up. And a power-up is simple. A power-up is this idea that I can leave some I, I do these in forms of cards i i make these cards that i leave them on windshields and i leave them different ways so it's a surprise and delight is the idea that somebody can maybe be having a bad day read it it'll surprise them and delight them right simple idea and it's just short little messages that hopefully you can relate to and i want to leave each one of these uh podcasts with a power up that might help you do what you do so today's power up is Listen, I know it's hard. Life can be very difficult. Sometimes you're going to feel like you don't have a clue what direction you're going. But it's hard for all of us. Sometimes all you have to do is you just have to take a step forward. Not really sure where the next step is coming from, but it's going to be there. And eventually, those steps get faster and you process quicker. You're not alone in this. We all know pain, but you're doing really good. Just keep doing what you're doing. And we see you. High five yourself. You are doing amazing. Life is not easy and being a human is hard, but you're doing it. You're crushing it. Keep going. Power up. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Hey, everyone. Jason here. Thank you so much for joining me for the Wonder More podcast. I hope that you found it helpful and useful to your life. Do me a huge favor and like and subscribe a review. You could always head over to jasontharp.com to find out more about my books, booking events, and all of that good stuff. Until I see you next time, live more, love more, wonder more.